This episode of Proper English is brought to you by more bits and bobs and odds and ends, the difference between then and than, and the idiom blowing your own trumpet. And I'm Dave. And we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, which, as you know, is called Proper English. English. If you're learning English and you want to know how to use two, two, and two, if you get stuck thinking of how to describe someone who's being all big headed, if you're puzzled by the words very and really, then Proper English is just the thing for you. This week we're doing a spot of housekeeping, a bit of spring cleaning. A little early, we know, but the weather has been really mild here in Portugal, so it's that time of year when our thoughts turn to getting rid of the cobwebs in the corners, dusting and polishing, generally having a bit of a tidy. Oh yeah, arranging the books and the CDs and the DVDs in alphabetical order, that sort of thing. Well, maybe you do, Dave. Not everybody does, you know. Life's too short to be that organised. Anyway, we're getting off the point a bit. Back in episode 19, we went through a collection of sundry little items. That's right. A miscellany of some of the aspects of English that our students and listeners find challenging. It's a great word, miscellany. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Stuff that's a little bit too complicated to explain in a few short sentences on our Instagram page but not quite complicated enough to consider in a full episode here on Proper English. And we've accumulated enough of these oddments to chat about them today. So, let's start with two, two and two. Mm -hmm. That's T-O-O, T-W-O and T-O. Now, these three little words are pronounced similarly, but they have different meanings. T-W-O is, of course, a number. One more than one and one less than three. Impressive counting skills. Thank you. The little numbers are the easiest. (laughs) True enough. Next, T-O has two main functions. It's used as a preposition and when it's used like this, it comes before a noun. For instance, let's go to the seaside tomorrow. (gasps) Oh yeah, let's. Just an example. Yeah, but we could. Anyway, we also use T-O when the verb after it in the sentence is in the infinitive. Like, I want to go to the seaside tomorrow. I do, incidentally. What? I do want to go to the seaside tomorrow. Well, we can if you want, but you'll have to drive. And in the sentence that I said, you get both uses of T-O too, Mm. showing that the verb go is in the infinitive and as a preposition before the seaside. Double whammy. Oh, yeah. And finally, we have T-double-O. Again, there are two uses... Firstly, to indicate an excess of something, and it's often negative. We're not going to the seaside tomorrow. Oh, why not? You always have too much ice cream. There is no such thing as too much ice cream. There is if it makes you ill. (laughs) Fair enough. There is another way to use T-00 too. I like what you did there. Thank you. (laughs) We can use it to mean also, as in, too much ice cream can make you feel ill too. Ah, yes. That's because I'm lactose intolerant. Mm, Some would just say intolerant. Rude. And rude too. Well, that escalated quickly. (laughs) Now it's time for What's the Difference? What's the difference? Okay, Ali, what's the difference between than and then? Well, I'm glad you asked, Dave. This is actually a question that was posed by my student Ruslan from Ulyanovsk in Russia. I hope I said that right. Russia? Yeah, you said it fine. (laughs) Okay. You use than... (laughs) To make comparisons between things. For instance, 
Overall, Portugal is a much warmer country than the UK. Or, Dave is taller than me. Or, some chilli peppers are hotter than others. So, is the difficulty with than because of the way that we pronounce it in conversation? I think so, yeah. It's because quite often we say than rather than than. In linguistic terms, that uh sound is called the schwa. And I wonder if to some of our students it sounds more like then than than. Oof, a bit confusing. (laughs) That's than then. Yeah. And now we can talk about then. Then is not a conjunction, and so it's never used in comparisons. Then is about time, about what follows, what comes next, or what used to be. So you could say, I got out of bed this morning, then I showered, and I got dressed, then I made a cup of coffee for me, and a cup of tea for Ali. Then, in this context, is there to tell you what happened next. You can also use it to mean at that time. Do you remember when we lived in Kent in the 1990s? I do. I was a classroom assistant back then. You were? A good way to remember when to use then is that then and time both contain the letter E. And similarly, than and comparison have the letter A in common. Now the next batch of words in our little box of odds and ends are related to T-O-O, very and really. Yeah, because two can be used to describe, as you said, an excess of something. Mm -hmm. I'm too tired to cook dinner tonight, for instance, meaning I'm tired tonight and because of this I won't be cooking lasagna tonight. Ah, so there is a consequence because of your fatigue. Exactly. But if we just want to emphasise the feeling, we can use very... As in, I know you're very tired, but Mm. are you sure you're too tired to cook? You make the best lasagna. Flattery. But it's true. I do make a very good lasagna. Oh, I also used very there to emphasise how good my lasagna is. You could also use really in both sentences, and it would still have the same meaning. But it's worth bearing in mind that although you can use really or very to describe or modify other adverbs... Ali eats really slowly because she savours every mouthful. Or you could say very slowly. I don't. I wolf it down. She doesn't all. (laughs) Anyway. Or adjectives. I make a really good lasagna or a very good lasagna. Or verbs. I really enjoy your lasagna, Dave. That's because it's really good. Show off. (laughs) But you can't use very with verbs. I could never say that I very enjoy your lasagna. No, don't ever say that. (laughs) You can also use really as an exclamation of indignation. Well, really. Or indeed, as a question. Really? Really. And now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? So when you were showing off about your lasagna just now... It could be said that you were telling us proudly about how good it was, that you were bragging, that you were blowing your own trumpet. Okay, okay, I think I get the picture. But is it always about trumpets? No. Oh. In American English, it would be more likely to be blowing your own horn or tooting your own horn. Oh, why horns and trumpets? Well, back in the day, when a royal personage, somebody of great importance, arrived somewhere... Their arrival was often announced by the blowing of trumpets or horns. Ah, I see. So, if you think you're important, you're being a bit big-headed, or you're showing off about your admittedly superb culinary skills, and the trumpeters aren't available, I guess you have no option 
but to blow the trumpet yourself. Mm-hmm. And here we are at the end of another episode of Proper English. As always, we hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. And, just so you know, since we started Proper English last spring, people in 96 countries have downloaded us. What? That's nearly half of the countries in the whole world. Thank Thank you. We'd love to start up a dialogue with you. So why not get in touch with us? You can ask us questions on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or you can email us at properenglish or one word at sapo.pt And don't forget to tell everyone you know about us, your friends, your family, in fact anyone who's studying or learning English. And make sure you like this episode and leave us a nice review and subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app. Reviews and ratings keep us visible. Don't be shy. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. So, until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper English. English.